Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Clark. For the last decade, I've had the privilege of learning from impactful leaders across the globe through my service in the Peace Corps and nonprofits. Their leadership has inspired me to highlight those among us who are truly impacting our world so that we may learn from them and be more impactful together. Yes, leadership can be learned. The guests on our show are providing direction, inspiration, and leading the way in their business and community through service. Are you ready to have an impact? Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. So it's so my business started in March of 2021. And the I wouldn't say the reason why I started, but I was I was working at a marketing firm. I think that's where we met you at. And well, no, we didn't meet you at the marketing firm. But I was working at that job a year before. And I was there for about two to three months uh, pitching people. And it was pretty fun, but it got boring and they were trying to promote me so quick. And it was just, it was very fast paced. And I wanted to do something on my own because I felt like if you do well on Tuesday, that's Tuesday. So now it's Wednesday. And it, it didn't feel like I was appreciated for the work that I was doing. And I was doing a lot. I was, I was the top seller there or one of the top sellers there. So it was just. Oh, geez. So what? No, that's impressive because yeah, you're yeah. how I know you're on younger. Yeah, 21. So I was 19 at the time when I first started. And to be the top salesman doing that sort of work like that takes that's impressive. Yeah. And that's probably why you started your own thing. Yeah, I, I, it definitely gave me the confidence to just if I can do this for them, Lord knows what I can do for myself. So <laughs> then I started. Yeah. So then I started my business, uh, the Petaholics. Now, it's crazy how everything kind of came to subscription-based business. So it first started as a dog walking and a pet boarding business. So my best friend and I, she helped me, her name is Julie Bell. She helped me uh, kind of kickstart it and helped me with just like doing the walks, mm-hmm. doing the boarding, the pet sitting. And we also included like dog bathing. Uh, we didn't do training because I don't have any certification with that, but we basically were just trying to do everything that we could to make ends meet. And so I was doing that for about from from about April to December of 2021. Yeah. And I was working at a boarding facility in between time just to kind of learn how a boarding facility should be ran. But then I was thinking for this to be scalable, I can't reach people in California with my with my business. It's literally people who need their dog walk in local Atlanta. And yeah. I can branch out to different places. So I was, I had to start thinking outside the box. That's when I started with the t-shirt. I'm a pet lover, not a fighter. Because I wanted something that people, I'm using California as an instance, but people worldwide can reach and be able to support. So I first started with the t-shirt. And then I went back to the marketing firm because my friend was now then the owner, not the owner, but the manager of it. So it's going to be a little more lenient for me to get in and still kind of get my numbers up. Uh, get my money up so I can help fund the business, you know, as an mm-hmm. investor. And so I ended up meeting my partner who you met at the park at the next go around when I went to the marketing firm. Yeah. And so I met him. His name is like Juan Lopez. And we met and it just, it was just like fire. It was like, what you do this? So he had a lot of interest in what I was doing. I had a lot of interest in who he was and what he was doing. And so he was like, we should just be partners. Like whatever we do, whatever business that we decide to do, let's do it as a partner, partnership. So I was like, okay, let's try it out. So then we ended up, well, I was there from January to March. Again, this seems like a pattern. 
January to March, and then I left. I think like the last week of March, I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm about to leave. And then he left the next week, and then we started to uh, really go full time into the business. And I learned a lot about him, and he learned a lot about me. And so I'm here as an individual by myself. So, but it's been fun. Well, the I think the time we met was only like maybe a month or two ago. Yeah. It was out when you were giving out shirts in Piedmont Park because I was walking my girlfriend's dog. Yeah. And then that's where we connected because I mentioned I did digital marketing and all this stuff as well. So it's crazy how it happens. And you've been killing it. I wanted to say, <laughs> I know I, I can't, I can't like, I can't like the videos enough. I can't comment on the videos enough. You've definitely been doing well. Like, as <laughs> a another business person well, once i started seeing you doing it so much i was like i gotta start doing it too now yeah i realized that and it's something that i realized and i'm not sure if you caught on to it but someone told me and i've been doing research tiktok is for personality and instagram is where you're supposed to really like sell so i realized i'm trying to sell people on tiktok and instagram i need to give them my personality and just maybe just have on the shirt so they'll see okay and then Instagram is where I do most of my like selling it, yeah, yeah. doing podcasts and different stuff like that too. So, but yeah, I had to keep consistent. And I kept seeing you post. I'm like, all right, so I got to post it. So it's just <laughs> it's been it's been very affrontatious. Um, yeah. So what what made you start like why why animals? So like, yeah. why so, why that venue that that industry? Yeah. So to go. 20 years ago, uh, I've always had pets in my house. I've always had dogs, cats, turtles that my mom sometimes don't know about. And other, you know, rodents. Well, not rodents, but other, like, rabbits or that's a rodent, too. Other pets, you know, household pets. I've always had them in my house. And so I actually went to Tuskegee University for animal science. And I was going to get my, uh, my bachelor's and my master's in veterinary medicine. But after I visited a few clinics and I passed out at one because it was the smell, it was the aura, it was seeing the dogs being spayed and neutered. It's just, I didn't really like that environment. I didn't want to mm-hmm. see them in that state. So I figured, okay, maybe I can do something like, uh, you know, whatever else. But I was in school and then COVID struck. So it, it struck 2020 and then I left 2020 because I'm not I'm not a very uh, digital person. I'm not, mm-hmm. a, I'm not a digital learner. I like to dress up and go to a classroom, sit down and learn like that in person. I'm not really like okay. this type thing. So, but yeah, so it started from there. I've always had a love for animals. Like I'm literally about to go to, uh, I need to apply today, go to some animal shelters tomorrow and just volunteer, like do what I used to actually love doing instead of focusing so much on wholesale money business matches, actually what I love. So yeah, animals has always been my passion. The name, the Petaholics came about because I wanted to find a name for the business that represented animals or pets, and that made sense. So I had first looked up, I actually have it in one of my notebooks. Uh, a few of the names I came up with was like, like sit, oh, set your paws here, and like perfect day, and yuppie puppy, but someone that already took yuppie puppy, and it's crazy, my mom, uh, this is a border facility that my mom worked at, so that's, you know, it was great. So then I was like, okay, what's something else? And I was like, what about Peta, Peta, Peta something? And then I was like, Peta Holly. So then I looked up what Peta Holly meant. So it wouldn't be, you know, uh, I guess it would still be conversational. But 
someone took the one that had just one eye. So I had to mm. two eyes and put the pedology. So that's kind of how that came about. But yeah, passion has always been around animals and just nature, you know, it's always been my thing. No, I'm with you there. I mean, ever since I was working at that, I was working at a wildlife conservation center and that's where I've always had something with animals, but not that's really what put it on a different level. And yeah, now, I mean, I commend you too for volunteering because a lot of these other pet companies, I can only imagine it's really just the cell in the industry and not keeping those roots of why they actually got into it. Exactly. And I think that's what, uh, I'm not sure if you believe in like a higher power, but that's for me, you know, I think that's what God is trying to uh, do to me. I think he's trying to really show me that there's no value in money. It's only value in your happiness. People kill themselves being billionaires, but they're not happy. But, you know, if you're happy, no matter how much you have, mm-hmm. you know, matter. So I think I'm starting to transform into that mindset or at least into yeah. heaven. So now, have you come up with any sort of like mission or values that I know you're at the beginning phase of your company, but have you come up with those? Have you like set an idea of like, I guess the real question is what drives you and the business? Like, what are you committed to? What are some of those values that you're trying to, to share with people through Petaholics? Yeah. So literally anything dealing with animals, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. So so for the mission statement for our uh, subscription-based business is saving people time and money and really energy going from pet stores when we ship it out to your door and you can spend more time with your pup. That's more of the mission for the subscription-based business. But the overall, the lifestyle of it is just showing people that like pets are cool. Like pets are yeah. actually dope. <laughs> human beings, even though they're not human beings, they're dope, you know, living organisms, however you want to put it. And they literally bring us happiness. So the petaholic, it means uh, I'm addicted to pets. So it's like alcoholic, you know, so that's kind of the, the, the correlation to that. So it's, li- it's literally showing people pets are dope. You know, they do amazing things for us. So let's broadcast them and let's show them how much we love them by, you know, whatever way that you plan on doing that. So that's, that's, that's my origin of everything. That's what mm-hmm. it's really anything with animals being happy, being positive, and just, you know, being carefree. I love that. And now since, again, what I'm thinking is maybe we could talk like in another year, two years, like, where do you see yourself? Like, where do you hope in the next year or two, if you were to look back on this, what do you hope? Do you hope to have like a certain amount of employees with you? I know it's you and your partner right now. Would you hope to just is this goal really just to keep it more of maybe something like low key that you can do that it, it pays bills and you're not trying to grow it to some other like new pet smart or pet mart, whatever it is. Um, what are the, some of the goals that you have in line with this? Yeah. So it will be the Walmart and Starbucks of, of medicine. It will be the Amazon of medicine. So, but where do I see myself in the next, you say year or two years, I really see myself traveling and, volunteering at different shelters and having the business be the be the the, the transportation or the car that leads mm. to me being able to like touch people from different walks of life so the business i don't have a monetary like goal setting set in my head i do need yeah. to pay bills though for sure but as far as like what i want to accomplish with the build with the business i really wanted to reach people worldwide and just 
show people like pets are like amazing. So I, I guess a year from now, I would like to be on some sort of network uh, interacting with different or celebrities of, you know, who have pets. It's a lot of mm-hmm. pets and like volunteering at shelters, you know, giving back and just, just like, I want to start a scholarship fund for, you know, vets, or any, really anyone in the animal industry. That's, that's really what my goal is. So for the business, I don't see like, oh, 15 employees and uh, office square space of this amount of people. Like, I don't, I, I can't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think like that. I can't think like that. I just think of what I want to do. So I know, okay, that's the long-term goal, you know, kind of baby step. So I guess if I had to say, uh, for sure an assistant, because I move around kind of fast. So someone who can kind of keep me level like, hey, you have a calendar. <laughs> Someone like that would be great. And I would say 10 to 10 to 40, 10 to 30 employees. Uh, and it would mostly be like in the warehouse and then like marketing team and uh, lawyers and uh, tech team, stuff like that. Yeah. So it, it'll be a great issue for sure. But I definitely want to use it as like a, a card to really reach a grand scheme of people. No, that's awesome. And is there anything, I guess, when you decided to partner up with this person, you haven't hired anyone, you're not hiring anyone right now. So I guess I'll change the question more towards when you decided to partner with, what was his name again? Um, Laquan Lopez. Uh-huh. That was at the time. So we have uh, brushed out. Okay. Yeah. And then maybe you might not want to share this, maybe you do, but what when you're trying to find a partner or maybe it's time to separate ways with someone that was a partner, what are some things that you've noticed that, because it's hard to find someone that can match with you. Like, does it have to be two of the same types of personalities or is it an opposite, a yin and a yang? Um, what do you think will follow with Petaholics? So I'm going to answer the first question, or at least I think it was a question. Uh, is it like a yin and yang or do y'all need to be like kind of the exact same? It's a mixture of both. It's crazy. So you would need to be yin and yang because I was more of the face, more of the, hey, how are you? You know, the uh, content creation. He was more behind the scenes. He liked it. I asked him, like, hey, what do you prefer to do? Because I don't want you to be uncomfortable doing something that you don't want to do. We will get to uncomfortable times, but I want to know up front, like, what can you strive at? He was like, I really want to be behind the scenes. I can do a few videos. I can do a few this and this and that. We can go out in public and do stuff like that. Because he was also out in the field with me at the marketing firm. So mm-hmm. he knows how to speak to people, but he just prefers to be behind the camera, you know, like setting up the lighting and making sure mm-hmm. that everything is right, you know, that type of stuff. So having that yin and yang. Now with personalities, you kind of have to know who that person is, but you never really know because you're still growing. You're still you're still learning yourself, I'm sure. So to understand who that person is, I like to think of it as a marriage. So, okay, people come with baggage, so you just understand that they have baggage, you have baggage as well. So I can accept a certain amount of baggage, but once it gets to a point where it's like disturbing business or it's like we can't really like focus on mm-hmm. what's needed to be done, that's when I have to have a talk. And if I feel like the talk is getting anywhere, all right, let's go ahead and, you know, cut this off. We can still be friends or cordial or whatever or nothing. That's totally cool. And let's just, you know, let's let's figure out what's what's going on. So that's the answer to the first question. 
I forgot to say that. Mainly about like, oh, how would you move forward finding a, a Yeah, partner? I guess just like if you're gonna hire people, what um or when you're looking for that partner, just even when they cut it, again, just that dynamic of because it is complicated. I think a lot of people underestimate they don't take into account their own self-awareness and how they are as a person. And does myself as I am match well with this? Does it work well? Do we balance each other out? Is it too much? Like those, those are complicated things to go. Yeah, but it, yeah. I was, yeah, I would say knowing yourself, you have to know yourself to know what you, what you like and what you don't like. So for me, before I met him or, you know, before we got to really doing business together, my patience, my tolerance was like very low. I had no patience. I want to do things like yesterday. So he kind of taught me to have more patience because dealing with him in his situation, it was like, okay, all right. Can't just leave. You have to deal with certain people's stuff sometimes. So he helped me with patience. So learning yourself and then understanding what you don't like. So if you if you know that you're a person who's more like introverted, you don't want someone else who's introverted because you need someone who will be able to talk to those people because you're too shy or too scared to speak to someone. You And if you're an extrovert, you need someone who can be able to sit back and watch behind you to see what's going on or, or hear the conversations that are happening behind closed mm -hmm. doors while you're more out and about and talking. And you shouldn't be talking so much, but still like more presentable than the uh, introverted partner. And finding employees, I just watched a podcast, I think of actually a week ago, with uh, David Never Sleeps. So it's a podcast with David and Donnie. Uh, and they said when hiring employees, ask them like what are their jobs and if they have a business of their own. They said you they said you normally don't want to hire another entrepreneur because there's a time stamp on when they plan on leaving. Mm. I'm like, uh, that's true. Because me being an entrepreneur, if I got a job. There's a timetable in my head. There's a certain amount of money I need so I can really leave this business. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. But then they can lie and you won't know. So Yeah, you'll never know. You'll never know. But <laughs> I, I, I think after a while, you will get to see kind of how they move. And people can't hide their colors for forever. So they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's what I did. Oh, I know how to do that. Yeah, I, I'm very good at that. And you... You look at their resume and you see they've only worked at a grocery store and they're in school. So it's like, how did you pick up all these traits and skills? So it's it's really like learning and taking everything in and always being a student, not a teacher. But yeah, finding a partner, I think it just happens. I don't think you do a Google search on finding a partner. It really just happens. Really happens. That, that <laughs> happens. <laughs> no, I mean it, it makes sense. It's like um some of those things, those bigger decisions, it just, it has to come naturally. Exactly. You know, some things have to happen in order. Like, I'm sure when you're working at that other marketing company, you learned some things and you're applying, like, there's some things that you can't learn. You had to learn from there and then bring it to the company you're at now. Literally everything I learned from that business has helped me, like, grow the business that I have now. It, like, CFAC, being able to uh, smile, not being able to, but smiling. Uh, having enthusiasm, giving eye contact, uh, just, you know, it, it's, it's so much stuff that I learned from that business. I'm glad I was there. And I don't know why. Well, I guess I needed to come that second time to meet Laquan, but I learned so much from that marketing firm that people need day to day. 
a lot of people don't have common sense. So once you pick up that that awareness of like, you know, their body language and no matter what they say, understand kind of how they're moving. It's it's very it's very it's fun. I, I, it's like a psychological game. I like it. And I'm sure that works for you out in the field too, because you're all over the place doing TikTok videos in public, yeah. passing out shirts. Yeah. <laughs> What's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you when you've been doing business out and about? The craziest thing. Or something that sticks out. Yeah, I'm trying to. So from the marketing firm, I meet with my. Uh, what either one? Or I was thinking with Petaholics, just because that yeah, probably yeah. puts you out there more. Yeah. So with the Petaholics. I think I had someone, oh yeah, someone wanted to buy a shirt, but they wanted my personal information to buy more. And they wanted to, like, it's one thing to want to be an investor or want to be a partner, but they wanted to get to know me at that moment and like really get to know me and like really get to know. So I'm just like, okay, let me give you a card so, you know, we can, Definitely like, have a conversation later, but I do have to continue my day because it's like 12 and you know, I can't sit here forever talking. But uh yeah, it was it was it was very strange because they were very like like persistent on wanting to you know get to know me personally. So I definitely did appreciate it, but that was the one thing that stuck out because at first when I as I was pitching them, they gave me no signs like body language. They were like looking at me and not smiling or when I gave them the shirt, they didn't look at the shirt. They were very just nonchalant. And then I was like, all right, well, you know, you can definitely check it out on our website. And I was trying to grab it back. And then he was like, oh, well, how much if I get two? And then I told him. And then, it was, you know, it, it went kind of AWOL. So that was the thing that stuck out. I don't really get people who just do crazy stuff, which I wish I wish would happen. Because that would be kind of fun. I like crazy stuff. <laughs> spontaneous stuff to a certain degree <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that was one thing that stuck out that was very weird that is kind of bizarre you would think yeah. someone would want to they were actually interested they would have given a little bit more feedback exactly yeah but you know it was fun though yeah I, every day i go out and sell or give out our shirts or whatever or, you know do brand awareness it's always an eventful because even though people look different they all do the same things. When if you if you literally go out every day for a year pitching people, you're going to find the commonalities in, in every you know background or every ethnicity as well. So it's not so much of a difference, but they do they might look different. They might be a certain height or a certain shape or a certain color, but it's it's, it's pretty much the same thing. So yeah, it's it's fun though. It's definitely fun. I think I've been the one doing the more crazier or bizarre things. Than the people to me, I guess, because when I pop up, is they're very like, hey, shocked, you know. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine too if if you're doing like one of your videos. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna put someone a little bit more like. Yeah, on edge. Yeah, and people actually love when I was doing the TikToks. Uh, with when I included people, people loved it. Like just, just, just having fun with the stranger, you know. All those people in your videos, like that you have dance with you sometimes are they like is that planned or i will be i'll be walking or i just finished one video i'm like hey how are you doing they'll be like oh good are you busy uh no but they, they're, they're trying to see what i'm what am i trying to get at so then i say you want to do a tiktok and they'll be like oh yeah sure 
And then we just, I show them what, I, what I've done before and then I'll let them know when they can hop in and then I'll do it and then I'll tell them to come in or you know, however we plan on doing it. But I do kind of want to keep that back up. It was kind of fun doing that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, I, I love strangers. Strangers are fun. I mean, you're going to run across some, especially here in Atlanta, like you're going to come across some interesting people from all walks of life. Exactly. You don't, <laughs> you don't meet, you don't meet the same people twice. In Atlanta. Oh, no, no. Unless especially you, here. Yeah. Um, and then, so what are some of the, the biggest challenges and hurdles that you've had to overcome? And since you've started this, cause I mean, it's been a little over a year now. Yes. I can already see you smiling, so I'm sure you have some that you want to share. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, trying to see the first thing. Well, the first thing was getting my clients when I was doing boarding and pissing. So I didn't know anything about marketing. I didn't know how to start, where to look. And so I just started putting my stuff up on Instagram and uh, created, a, of course, a separate Instagram for that. And then I also created, uh, a next door account so it's kind of like a neighborhood thing yep. where people yeah locally can can you know watch and see what you would what, what you know what you posted so it was hard at first getting the first client because i'm like people are iffy about supporting someone for the first time and no one else has supported that's why testimonials are so like so important having a testimony even if it's just one they need to see someone else like you before they like you it's yeah weird. yeah so but uh certain people don't care about they're your first client you know they don't care they need the service now or they need the product or you seem genuine or cool so let's do it so it was getting those first few people but then and we started it in march so that's right before the summertime so it, it kicked off fairly quick we started getting services in, in april and then between like may to like september no yeah may to like september was like fast paced moving I literally had <laughs> I literally had Google Forms like listed where I couldn't find the the day. It was so it was organized, but it was so unorganized because it was my first time really doing it. But I was so proud that I was able to like hold clients and have repeat clients and do that. And like customer service, I love customer service because you know uh, word of mouth usually spreads like a fire. So that was the first challenge getting the customers, and then. In December, no, October, I got in a car accident. Crazy. It totaled my car. So I didn't have a I didn't have a vehicle to get around to like the appointments. I still had appointments and different stuff. So I would end up I I ended up having to ride the bus and I had to start holding back on the appointments because I couldn't get there on time mm -hmm. riding the bus. Then I got a rental and then finally got a new car. And that like October to December month was very like. It was very stressful, but I was able to make it out with a smile on my face. So, and then January started back at the job, and that was kind of cool. And then when I left again in uh, the end of March, between really March, and I'm going through it right now, between March and now, has been has been challenging because I have so many expectations for myself. And at first, doing it with someone, you you feel a little bit more comfortable because then you get to focus on less. You get to give them a few of your hats. But when it's back to just you and yourself, it's like you can only do so much in, in one day. So you want to stay positive. But it's, it's very challenging because 
okay, yeah, you're happy and positive, but that bill is not asking for are you positive. Mm-hmm. That bill isn't asking are you happy, you know? So it's it's managing the two and doing research. And it's, it's, it's a lot. It's very challenging. So I think I would like to say my most challenging time is probably what I'm going through right now. It's very, it's very challenging, but I love it. It's going to make me stronger. What do you think is that? What is the, that challenge part though? Is it just figuring out where to get more sustainable, not sustainable, more um, repeating customers? Is it bookkeeping? Is it just keeping, uh, yeah, what specifically? So to be more specific, the most challenging part is getting the repeat sales or getting mm-hmm. The sales in his, in, you know, in, the, in its totality. The subscription too. Getting the subscriptions, yeah, that's the main thing. Because when they subscribe once, it just, you know, it helps you out monthly, and you send them what they need and stuff like that. So the sales, bookkeeping, I'm pretty good at. I'm pretty good at finances and writing things down, but I'm not the best. People went to school for it, so now I'm definitely not better than the people who went to school for it. Yeah, got it. I would love to hire that person there too, but uh, I'm 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 okay with marketing. I'm okay with uh, like people say PR, but just communication and uh, reaching out to different influencers or you know networking with people like how I network with you and uh, how I network with uh, other people as well that I met out in the field and my friends who have pets as well too. So I've been pretty good in that aspect, but it's really just sales and it's something I'm missing. I just don't know what it is. It's something that I'm missing, but I know it's gonna come to me soon as long as I keep trying and then like add in different stuff. So it's mm-hmm. most challenging thing is like sales and yeah, I would say sales. Pretty much like marketing. I can grow a following and I can stay consistent at something. But it's getting people to see it and like, man, I gotta have that. I'm not really, I'm a visual person, but I'm not like a, I don't know, like you, UI, UX designer, like with websites and stuff. I'm not really, that's not really my field, so. Well, we'll have to have a conversation. I mean, because we do that too, so. That's that's not my strength at all. I can talk, (laughs) but when it comes to designing and stuff, yeah, I'm going with whatever someone says. And no, thank you for sharing all that. I mean, I know it's not easy, but I, again, I think one of these things where you come back in the future and you start looking back at these videos, or like those old TikToks, you're gonna be like, man, I came. Yeah, like that distance yeah. is great. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely then, been it's definitely been fun for me. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I mean, it's definitely been uh fun for me. The the journey has been eventful because I've met more people who want to help, but it's like, excuse me, it's like. It's showing me what I what I what I need to be doing. Like when I ask for help, because I'm I'm very uh, like independent. I don't really like to ask people for help, you know. So when I finally do reach out to ask, and it's like no, no, no. It's like okay, it's the reason why I'm getting these no's. So it's 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 to toughen me up. So it's just to stay focused on what I'm supposed to be doing and just having faith. That's that's the main thing about, especially being a solo entrepreneur, or you know, being by yourself as an entrepreneur. It's definitely challenging, but my family has been like amazing for me. They're literally perfect. I don't have to ask much from them. So they've been able to keep me going. So it's really helped me focus on the things. Well, I think asking for help though, even if they say no, there's gonna be other people that will say yes. And those are the people that 
will make all the difference. I mean, personally, I ask for help all the time and it's who we surround ourselves with that will help pull us up. Exactly. You're the sum of, of five people. Yeah, there's something, I don't know this the, the, the saying, but I've heard something of that sort. Um, yeah. And then, so I guess one of my like last questions, what really sets you apart from some of those other pet companies you see? I mean, yeah, we have the big ones like PetSmart, but then there's some medium ones. Like where, where do you want to fit in? What do you think separates you from some of those other competitors that you have? Yeah, so for, so right now I'm working on personalizing each box to each client. So, and that's something else I want to work on is the email marketing, reaching out to different people through emails. That's another uh, way of reaching people. I want to personalize each box to uh to that owner or to that you know that pet lover, so that it's not like oh it's small toys for a bigger dog or it's big toys for a small dog. I'm working on personal personalizing each order to each person. And I definitely want to like give more personality. Sorry, I can't speak. Personality, you know, in each box. I want each box to represent other small businesses, you know, and like there. And I haven't, I haven't found a lot of like small businesses that have toys and wipes and uh, poop bags and other like pet essentials. But a lot of people have like a lot of organic treats that I'm able to find, you know, in our local community. So I definitely want to plug them into the box. So I can get cheaper rates from them. And then I can also be able to like broadcast that out to a lot of people. So then they might want to order on their website separately. And that has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. I was just, I just put it in the box for them to enjoy. And then, oh, okay, I didn't know this brand, you know. So I, I definitely want to personalize each box and put more personality and put more trust into each box. I definitely, I, I, I really see it not only just being a subscription box, but being a lifestyle. Like mm -hmm. for the clothing, you know, the box well, but the clothing, just the message behind it, you know, where it takes you, having a community for it. That's that's what I don't see. I see it more so just being supplies, buy here, buy now, subscribe here. I definitely want it to be like a, a community, uh, give more personality. I haven't seen the owners of any other, which I guess is probably for a great reason because that means they're doing well enough that they don't need to show their face. But finding people who show themselves, you know, and just represent who they are and give mm -hmm. more personality and, you know, more uh, versatile. Yeah, that's that's definitely what I would like to be, have more personality. Do you do um, products for like, say, birds and like rabbits and other than dogs and cats? Yeah, so for right now, we're just focusing on dogs. We, we're, we're eventually going to branch out to cats. And then next we're gonna do like rabbits and birds because it's it's very it's very broad, you know, all of the animals and what they eat and what you know toys that they like most. So I know dogs just because I've had dogs all my life, and then cats are fairly simple as well too. But I want to master one thing and then include the next, and then master that and then include the next. Yeah, that makes sense. I want to have boxes for horses and cows, and I haven't even mastered the the, the you know the, the doggy gift box. So, but I definitely see like rabbits, you know, guinea pigs, all those other cute rodents, and as well as like birds, reptiles, stuff like that too. Then it's finding what people will want on a monthly basis or at least a six month basis. They can just order and then they'll be ready for them. Nice. And yeah. then do you mind sharing how much is the box right now? 
Yes, so the essential box right now is $45. We have the essential box, the ultimate pet box, which is $55. And then our true petaholic box, which is $75. Okay. Yeah. And then those get sent out monthly or? Yeah, well, so if you order it on our, on our one-time purchase, it will be that price. If you order it for a monthly subscription, it will be a lot cheaper. So it will be either discounted by $5 or 5%. And then ten dollars or ten percent if you do it for a three months or a six month package. Oh, nice. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. And then for all those people that want to find you on your TikToks where you're dancing with random people, or doing those crazy things, or on Instagram, etc., how do you want them to find you? Yeah. So if you can, all of our social media handles are deep. It's deep pedaholic. So it's on the back of the shirt. Should I just turn yeah, around? Yeah, that'd be perfect. So it's deep pedaholic. Yeah, it's perfect. So it's the pedaholics, and then, and then our website is www.thepedaholics.com. So the pedaholics, Instagram, TikTok. I, I don't know why I was about to say Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Then our website is www.thepedaholics.com. Well, thank you so much, and I'm glad we were able to finally kind of connect and meet like this. Yeah. And I'm sure I'll be seeing you around on TikTok somewhere. For sure, you're probably seeing a few minutes actually. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you.